0: Hello and welcome to episodes 95 and 96 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown and I am joined by a slew of brothers. Scott Paul. Hello. Dave. Hey. Matt Lansdowne. Hello. And Jamal. Greetings, all. What we're going to be doing, this is going to be our World's Prep episode. It's going to be a two-parter. Before we get into the structure of the episode, Matt is uh, Matt Matt Lansdowne. His land is down. Um, Matt is a very illustrious member of the IA community. Matt, you want to give us an introduction for yourself? Um, Sure. Well, that's quite a lot of uh,
1: praise there. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I started playing. Don't sell yourself short, Matt. Yeah. I started playing sometime after the band and the smuggler that wave right in there um I went to my local store they had a learn to play event kind of more focused on that what was in the campaign learn to play book and I did that they're like there's a skirmish with this and I got into it and both for skirmish and for campaign but I haven't played much campaign uh played at my local store wow. with uh, Micah Crosley um he lives kind of nearby and kind of we got to be friends from there and Went to some regionals and won the first one I went to. What did you win it with? Uh, it was the so it was Java, Double Weekways, uh, Greedo, Vento, and Hired Guns with Black Market.
0: That's just a solid list. Sounds
1: about right. Yeah,
0: it's
1: so solid. Yeah, um, so I I'd won this uh, a quarter tournament kit with that, and then we changed a couple cards, basically added on the Lamb. That was back before we all knew that was good. <laughs> wow. And I changed a couple other things, but then won the regionals with it, did a lot of practice with it, tried a bunch of other stuff, ended up not changing a single thing, took it to Worlds, uh, went undefeated in Swiss that year. You were the games. only one
0: to beat DT that year.
1: Two years ago, yeah. Yep. And then I lost in the top 16 cut. <laughs> oh, and classic. Kenny knows all about that.
2: Hey, hey, so does Matt. <laughs> Shut that. <up. Yeah.
1: laughs> And Jamal, and yeah, That's Dave it. went top eight Yeah, that year. Jamal
2: doesn't want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, got him. Let's see, last year, and then I won the Manhattan Regionals the second year running last year. with. And when you say, when you uh, say Manhattan, you mean Manhattan, Kansas. Yes, Manhattan, Kansas. So. I
3: was like, what, you, there's one in the middle of New York? That's Jeez. right. Yeah, I took the
1: list that John won the Omaha Regionals just before that, with, uh, which was IG Centuries.
0: Yeah, how did, that, Scott. how did that list do against you, Jamal?
2: uh <laughs> yeah john and the john scott uh open invitational up in omaha keeps on keeps on trancing me <laughs>
1: oh,
0: man. Oh, sorry all right last dagger all right matt finish it off yeah,
2: no problem then i went to
1: worlds last year did top 16 again uh with double weekways uh onar Get, oh, you know, I left that out of my first list, was Gideon and C-3PO. So it was a triple focus the two years ago. Sorry. So I, that was, solid. We, ADAC, we knew you had Gideon. We, knew, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we assumed.
3: That's, that's just a given for a Rebel list. You
0: say 3PO, and we assume that means like 3PO Gideon.
1: Right, yes. Um, yeah, so that was two years ago. Anyway, this last year was uh, Double weakways, 3PO Gideon, Onar, Greedo, Irregular Claudite, mm. and Hired Guns. I okay. think that was it. It was 8x again.
0: And yeah, I placed top 16 again. Yep. That's right. That is right. Alright. Awesome. So very well, very well credentialed, Matt. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Thanks. For this um, for this episode, it's gonna be a little bit long. That's fine, we're gonna break it into two parts. What we're going to do is talk about worlds prep, and we're gonna talk about it in the context of list archetypes. And what we're going to be doing is this is not a Spectre Prep episode. So if you are among the <laughs> 60% of people we anticipate are running Spectre at Worlds, this episode is more of us discussing how we're going to beat you. Right. Um, so we don't... And the reason why is because like I think like I, none of us have played Spectre enough, and I feel like the nuance of Spectre is told more in the practice than in the telling, right? Like, I think you just got to play the matchup a lot in order to know, like, what you're doing in the mirror, as opposed to... I don't think there's a ton of theory crafting behind it, right? Like, there is a little bit of target priority, um, but anyway, that's the reason why we're actually, this. what we're going to be doing is we're going to present a bunch of list archetypes, and we're going to talk about our plans for um, our matchups, strong matchups, weak matchups, how we're planning to do a specter, etc. So So that, that's what's going to be going on. Um, what we're going to do is we are going to start with um, Jamal. And what he's going to do is he's going to uh, lead out with Rebel Heroes. So as we're talking about this, what we're going to be doing is we're going to talk about the archetypes at strong matchups, weak matchups. Um, if we've got like a trading strategy or like how you're, uh, if those of you who remember Lucas Davidson talking about um, trading on material. So if we've got a trading strategy or something like that, just general strategy with the list, we'll talk about that. And then our Spectre specific matchup. So Jamal, take it away.
2: Sure. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about Rebel Heroes, uh, which is essentially any list that's anchored by Han and a bunch of other unique uh, figures. And so my list is actually not too dissimilar at first look from my Worlds list. Um, What I'm running right now is Han, Dracata, Sabine, which in my opinion are the three most viable figures in Rebels. Uh, And then it's just rounded out with Hera and Rebel Care Package along with R2. And then I have two extra points for um, upgrades, and I'm doing extra armor and balance of the force. Who do you put the extra armor on? Uh, I put two on Drak and two on Han, and I watch Sabine die. (laughs) There you go. You could forego both of those and add a smuggler, um, but I choose not to.
0: I mean, because right now you're at seven activations. You don't need eight. Right.
2: right, right, and that's my thinking. Also, um, with uh, heroic effort, it helps me cycle through my cards better because um, when you're playing against Spectre, you know you're going to get that opportunity. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I think this uh, leads to a stronger list. Other people have tried swapping out uh, Dracotta for the lesser Wookiee, um, and I think Chewie's got some viability being a tankly, tanky smuggler. Uh, you know, you can lamb, use Slippery Target, uh, and it, of course his card for reactivation. But I've, I'm pretty much wedded to Drak, So
0: <laughs> I mean, Drock has just got probably the single best attack on Rebels, right? Yeah, calling Chewie yeah. the lesser Wookiee is so accurate. I know. <laughs> uh, well, the other problem is, is if you've got Chewie, you've got to have Balance of the Force in order to eat up debts repaid, right? Yeah. And so And that's just, you couldn't fit that into your list right now. And then, you know, like, what kind of adjustments are you going to make? Drak is just
2: better. She's so So much better. Yeah. So, um, I mean, my general strategy is that I'm going to gin up around the box and wait for my advantage. Um, And then I'm going to punish people on their advance. And so that leads to certain strong matchups. So I'm feeling, I generally feel pretty confident sitting across from Melee lists that need to close in with me, with the exception of a certain melee list that I'll talk about later. Um, and then lists that don't have a lot of burst damage. And so I feel good about, you know, Jedi lists. I uh, feel good about VPT and scum manipula- uh, VP manipulations. Um and, and I think the reason for that is that, you know, first round I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get my focuses in, hopefully get off a shot, hopefully draw arcing shot first or second round with R2. And so there I'm hoping to take out your focus, hiding Greedo without any return fire or some other mid-costed figure, or at least pour on enough damage so that you'll have to reconsider throwing that figure into the fray. And then once you get close, both Drakkata and Sabine are great finishers. You know, they've got their unmitigated area of effect splash damage. Um, And of course, you know, any hunter list can shred you pretty quick if they draw their cards and you don't draw yours and Vader's Vader and you can always lose to that. But overall, I feel pretty strong against these lists across the table. But then my weaker matchups come from that burst damage. And so Iggy is one of the figures I'm always worried about because of his, you know, high mobility and then horrid last activation, blaze, dart around, you know, double tap, chaining. It, you know, that's what kills my lists. You mentioned the idea of what our my <laughs> trading strategy is, and it is to not trade figures. <laughs>
0: So wait, um, like explain to the, explain what you mean because obviously with your list you can an arcing shot and and what you can do at punishing people on the approach you can be a little bit more conservative but like once things are in the fray are you willing to overcommit any figures in order to get kills or is it more of like nope I'm not over even for a kill I won't overcommit and I will just just wait
2: yeah right? so it sort of depends on where we are in terms of points and where we are in terms of time. In general, I am not looking to trade. I'm looking to eke out a very small edge, and then I'm going to try to make you come to me, or at least to come out in the middle for objective points and punish you that way. And then what I'm going to do is going to choose my attack very selectively. Because I only have three attackers. I can't really afford too many trades. The figure I'm most likely to throw into the fray is Sabine um because she can with her high mobility uh she can get out there and toss her her grenade and get off an attack hopefully and and that can do a fair amount of, of um devastation to a list that's bunched together so i'm I'm sometimes willing to do that for sabine but m- i play much more of a points denial uh style of play so th- just because I, I, can't, um, I can't catch up in terms of getting points out of a lot of kills. Um, so <laughs> my goal is to, is to not um, do this sort of exchanges until I've already got enough of a point advantage mm-hmm. that even with the exchange, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold the edge enough um, that I can still box up and not have to come after you into the middle.
0: Okay. So is and and again with not with not making exchanges, what like what are your tempo cards that you're relying on? Arcing shot, I guess. Arcing shot
2: one. is one of the big ones. Rebel
0: graffiti puts pressure on your opponent in order to approach. That uh, too.
4: Okay. Okay.
2: And then so the other thing that I do is so I play defensively and this is also why I have extra armor, but also I've tweaked my command card deck to be more defensive. So I have Brace for Impact, Stealth, mm. Second chance, harder freedom. Yeah. So I'm much more likely to press the attack if I've got second chance already played on a figure that allows me to push them in to the fray towards the end of the round. But I'm also looking to get negation um, so that I can block your, your take initiative so that way I can feel more confident that I'm not going to take too many attacks um, before I can retreat again back to the box.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so, with, with, like, Rebel Hero lists, right, so we're thinking, and I think yours, there are, like, a little bit of subs, like, as people mentioned, you can sub in Chewy for Jakarta, Kotun, I've seen Kotun, and Jin, right, like, coming in, um, so, like, those are, I think your list is the optimized version, but we might see, like, a few other variations at Worlds. Are there missions besides Blitz that you feel are, are not, like, that you feel disadvantaged at? Like, or, or, or do you have a strong map? Like, what's what's the uh, mission matchup?
2: Yeah, so um, it sort of depends on what I'm across from. So, like, Lothal, I feel um, pretty great on fluctuations. Uh, and just because of the the space is generally advantageous for me. Uh, you know, I can hide back in my hallway. And with Arcing Shot, uh, you know, a lot of times I can take out those figures that are trying to hide you know in the various places that you hide on that map and plus i have sabine for the spire um so if i'm not facing off against sabine i feel good about that um matchup but even for something like blitz (laughs) i'm pretty much setting up similar to fluctuations what happens is i end up moving my figures like two spaces outside of my deployment zone um and i'm still boxed up hiding back in my hallway. Uh, And and so that's going to mean that figures like Vader can get in my face sooner. Um, But there's just still a lot of space to retreat that um, I still feel pretty strong uh, on Lothal Blitz even without having... (laughs) As long as it's not Spectre. And then um, I have... I've only played three games on Maul's map so far. Uh, so I won against Jedis, and I lost a close one against Iggy Hunters. Um, and that one, you know, kind of came down to a die roll, or really <laughs> a card draw at the end. Uh, yeah, a certain I, blaze of glory
0: card draw. Ah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, well, and also he had taken. I didn't have uh, negation. Um, but then... Uh, and and I won a really close one against Specter Cell. But oh, other really? than that, you know, like I haven't had uh, enough practice to know how I feel. But overall, I, I think that Tarkin is going to be... A, or I'm sorry, uh, Maul's map is going to be good for this one. Just because there's so many good places for Sabine to hide out and pop out with a grenade yeah. and a shot. And then, of course, Han has so many places where he can just post up and cover a lot of ground with his end-around attack. Um so I I feel good about Maul. Tarkin is a little bit trickier, um, particularly against you know higher figure count lists. Um, I'm worried about also Han Rangers on Tarkin, though I think we'll see <laughs> less of those now that Maul yep. has rotated in. <laughs> yep. Um, but you know that where you have smugglers picking up those weapons, that's alarming, and when there's that mission where you can ping points um you know i i like to stay boxed up and to peek around and attack um so so i think tarkin is probably my my most problematic matchup
0: okay interesting now have you do you want to give us any kind of an insight into what you're doing to prep for specter like are there any um yeah and you don't have to give us like any secret hidden tech but just like in terms of how your playstyle, like, Spectre really changed my playstyle with the box. Have Has something similar happened with your list?
2: Not too much has changed in my playstyle, except that I retreat more. My goal with Spectre is to play to time, uh, and so I honestly think that uh, the results on Vassal are a little bit misleading because we, we don't really play to time as, as much, uh, or I don't. Um, I'm sure you guys are in your tournaments, and so that might be a little bit different. And Spectre's still going to have the edge over me. Um, But when I win against Spectre, it's typically because I have been able to catch somebody slightly out of position, or I've been able to catch them with surprise with arcing shot. And then I get some lucky rolls with Han shots, and I take out a figure early. And so if I take down Kanan early or if I take out Sabine early, um, hopefully that, uh, particularly with Kanan, because that deals with a lot of uh, Ezra's Bite, um, that will give me a little bit of an edge so that when I lose <laughs> you know, the figures that I'm going to lose, hopefully I'm pouring in enough damage to take out a couple of figures and I'll just keep trying to retreat away Hopefully, I've got Rebel Graffiti. Um, but occasionally, you know, the that's why I have gone as more and more defensive. Like, there are times uh, in the game I managed to win today against Specter Cell. It was partially because of those defensive cards, you know. Um, Ezra was... Uh, you know, I'd already killed Kanan, so Ezra was in my face, but didn't have the ability to, you know, place the die. And so... Attacking against um, Trakata next to 3PO with my extra defense dice that are getting plopped down with brace for impact and stealth, you know it's it's just hard to remove my figures. Uh, he, they, you know, he still managed it, but um, yeah. there was enough <laughs> that, <Ezra's> that, <laughs> that um, I, yeah, I, w- I was able to get out of there with the win. Uh, I, and I'm. Toying around with adding in slippery target just because it's so good against specter cell and that's like an extra on the land for Han in some ways. So, um, but isn't like, don't you want Han to get attacked? I don't. So that is like your philosophy for Han. Yeah, and I you, guess it is a
0: little bit different with MHD. Yeah, right? with MHD yeah.
2: you can you can handle a, a few attacks, but you really can't without MHD. Yeah, I only have one card that heals. and Or, I'm sorry, two cards that heal. I've got Second Chance, and I've got Heart of Freedom. Oh, yeah. um, And, you know, if you're Sabine, I've got R2 to <laughs> heal one point. Yeah. And, you know, Sabine does her own healing. But yeah. it, I, I really don't want Han to take too many attacks. What I want is, I'll, if I've got Lamb, I'm going to put him out there for attack. that hopefully... I'll land back, get a shot off. Um, it doesn't take that much for Han to die. Nope. No, it does not. <laughs> and if Han is being aggressive, that means he's probably not next to three PO. Yep. And then he really dies soon. Yeah. And I just can't take I can't take an early Han death. That's a great like, that's interesting. No There's one some, can, yeah. I
0: mean, no one, yeah, exactly. No list really can, but that's a interesting thought, just like not having MHD, how much that kind of changes the math. Yeah, it turns out MHD is a jerk. <laughs> MHD's, <laughs> okay, MHD's the problem here. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Kenny, we, I've been telling
0: you this for literal years. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know you have. Um, awesome. All right, Jamal, well, do you have any more thoughts or comments for us?
2: Um, Yeah, but I think I'll save them for maybe a more if we're going to talk about the new map later on uh just uh, there's some other things that you can do with positioning and where to tuck figures and things like that but uh, i'll save that for later on awesome
0: all right well um does anyone else have any thoughts or comments on on that dave matt either of you have anything before we move on we're also going to have like a little bit of a general around the board later but do you guys have any specific comments about
4: jamal's list
2: well, Dave beat my specific list with a scum VP manipulation list. Uh, yeah, which even is though one you lists... feel good
4: about the matchup.
2: I do, I do. <laughs> <Yes>. I <know.
4: laughs> it's you he doesn't feel good about. Yeah, you Dave. didn't do a good enough job, Dave.
3: Make <laughs> him fear the matchup.
4: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've got nothing. Jamal's list is good, and he's good with it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm,
0: I'm starting to think real sweet on Jamal's list, so we'll see. We shall see, especially because, as I'm going to be talking a little bit about Rebel Rangers here in a little bit, and you're not going to hear a lot of good news out of me there. I've considered it as well after he beat me with it at the Kansas Regional. Yeah, it's just, it's got all, it's all good things, right? Han, Dracotta, and Sabine are the three best (laughs) non-spectered Rebel figures, right? Yeah, and Sabine goes both ways, so. Yeah, 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 indeed. Awesome. Um, Well, Jamal, do you have anything more?
2: Um, I will say that it's also just a really fun list to play, um, it, and I don't I don't know how I'm going to do it world. I expect I probably won't do too well, um, just because of the prevalence of Spectre in the field. But I don't know. I, I think that of lists that I'm comfortable with, I, I think this is the list that gives me the best shot to do well. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to quickly talk about Rebel Hunters,
0: which is Alliance Rangers. Um, So I've been playing Han Rangers. I've been giving it a go for two-ish months, and obviously I'm not as good with it as Isaac, but I've done well in the sense of, like, we've practiced it a lot. I was doing fine. I was winning a lot of games on Vassal and doing well here locally. Um, But when Blitz came out... So, or what? Not when Blitz came out, but like when we got serious about Blitz, we tested it, and we have described that on the Darkest Hour episode where Matt just absolutely worked me, and I realized with that being the case that Rebel Rangers they can't do it on Blitz. Fluctuations is actually a good map, just because even though there are weird lines of sight, they're long lines of sight most of the time, and if and Specter will they can collapse. But I think the approach is, is you just take one side, pivot towards it, right, and just try and remove figures along the way as you're rotating away from the heavier things coming down the line. Most of the time you have to stay away from the Spire just because Sabine's going to kill you. And that sucks because good, good Spectre players know that what they want to do is they want to apply more pressure on the non-Spire side to drive you into the Spire, where which you can't win. Like, if you're in Spire with Rebel Rangers, you're going to lose because Sabine's going to be able to one-shot them and grenade and just get out tons of damage. So... Then, so I I say this, and then we had actually talked, me, Dave, and Jamal had talked about this list of Rebel Rangers, Dracotta, Sabine, um, and then Rebel Care Package, and I had been giving that a try, and it has not fared well. I mean, the problem is, is you don't have any figure who can go on the lam meaningfully, right? So there is no cost to your opponent making mistakes, and that's something that I'm just not used to. I'm used to my opponent having to make hard choices about... And this is the beauty of MHD. Your opponent has got hard choices about who they're going to attack because they attack on, you're going to shoot them back, and, you know, you've got Lamb, you've got Miracle Worker, and, and you've got Dodge. And you've got Dodge, right? You're going to shoot Dracotta. She's a beefcake, and she and she can also get Miracle Worker, right? So, you know, like... But with uh, a list like that, the Drax being Ranger's list, you are not forcing your opponent to make those choices. So while it's a really cool list... You can put out a lot of damage. It is unbelievably fragile. So Scott and I played tonight. Yep. And he was playing Spectre. And our game we were playing on Tarkin, which is not <laughs> which is not their best map, but it is not their worst map. And I just could not. I like. I never had a foothold.
3: Well, I think three ranger attacks, two of which were focused, couldn't kill. uh, Three. Yeah, I had five
0: ranger attacks on Kanan, and I never killed. And you couldn't kill him. I mean, three of them were focused because I had um, primary target on one, but I didn't kill him. And it's
3: so easy to kill a ranger.
0: Yeah, black. The only thing that's easier killing
3: a ranger is a weak
0: way. Yeah. Exactly. Right, and weak
3: ways are a little more versatile.
0: Yeah, and also weak ways, weak ways can land. Yeah. So, and the other problem is is that Maul's map, we're going to talk about this later, but Maul's map is brutal for rangers because, oh my gosh, you want to talk about breaking up lines of sight. I've been looking at Nick's map, and or uh, Nick Hansen, his, um, he's got his defense calculator, and we I was doing some looking at and testing on Vassal, and holy smokes, it is so hard it is very, very hard to get Rangers in a position where they can make meaningful shots on Spectre as they're approaching without super overexposing them. And so, I, I mean, I, I think that Rangers are still a thing, and I think we might see one or two, and maybe even a Han Rangers list. I think Han Rangers is probably, if you're going to run Rebel Hunters, Han Rangers is probably still your best bet. But the problem is, is you don't have great matchups anymore. Like on Uskru, they had great matchups against lots of things, right? Like that was the, the Han Rangers map. Um, They had crazy long lines of sight. You were able to control when doors opened, or you knew when doors were going to open, and they were just able to remove melee things at range, even including Spectre. But with Uskru being out, Maul being in, it is not that way anymore. And so I just do not know. I do not know if Rebel Rangers can cut it. Um, We'll be able to cut it at Worlds. When they're talking about Blitz being nearly an auto loss, um, fluctuations will be a good solid map, but Tarkin is—I mean, that's a coin flip. If you're really good at the list, and I think—and it favors Spectre just because Spectre has a lot of ways to approach you, and you can't attack them. Like Scott has not played um, Spectre a ton.
3: I think I played it in November. Was the last time I played it.
0: Scott has played a lot of melee with yeah. Vader, so you know how to approach. But it's not like you're practice with the list, and I still could not get meaningful attacks on you. Right. Yeah. So, and I just think that that is that is a problem for <sighs> Rebel hunters right now so i think if you're gonna run rangers Han is actually still your best bet it makes me really sad because i think the Drock sabine rangers list was really cool but it's just too fragile yeah so yeah um and that is that that is that so let us move on to um what we're gonna do is we're gonna do scum and we're gonna have dave and matt kind of tag team it um they're both really well practiced good scum players so you guys started off and let's see where we go
4: Okay, yeah, um, I will start talking about my uh, uh, victory point manipulation list that I put together for regionals, um, which consists of Hondo, Java, Onar, Greedo, uh, the Elite Jawa, um, Black Market, and then Temp Alliance uh, with Sabine and Hera, um, and then also bringing 3PO in as well. There's a couple different ways that you can go about this. I think, uh, Kenny, you and I were talking about um, bringing Gideon in instead and maybe extra armor um, as a potential better matchup against Spectre. But either way, um, the game's kind of the same. Um, Against Spectre, you're just trying to um, stay alive as best you can and get those meaningful attacks off that you're talking about. Um, If you can get a good attack off at the beginning of the game, Um, and wipe a guy out on the approach, um, then you're going to have a chance to win. Um, but still it's often you get overwhelmed by Spectre. So it's just a game of attrition and, and towards the end, you can kind of feel it out. But, uh, I think the worst matchup against Spectre is probably, um, either I haven't even played it on the new map, but that or, uh, or Tarkin, I'm having some trouble with Tarkin, um, lately against Spectre, um. They're just able to approach, and even if I don't open the doors at all, uh, that means I can't really kill somebody on the approach. So,
0: Yeah, that's um, and, and you've got to open your door to force a trade of some kind, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. and then if, if they come at you with Sabine, um, then that grenade really hurts, uh, depending on where. So I haven't um, entirely figured out what I'm going to do against Spectre on that map. Um, the new map, at least you have Sabine in the middle. Um, <laughs> I think I saw Ben Varnum point out uh, on the Slack that Jabba can hide very well on the new map. So, so good to good know. for Jabba. Yeah, I guess. Um, uh, Greedo is also kind of nice. Um, there's a couple different things you could do with Greedo. You can also consider um, if somebody's trying to get their figures uh, away from you, Jamal positioning his uh, Dracotta or something like that. Um, you could always have Greedo die from a uh, gangster. Uh, and then get a shot off at the end of that.
0: Oh, uh, that's an interesting play i hadn't thought yeah, about. that. that is interesting.
4: Yeah, so I mean, Greedo, as always, is versatile and awesome. Um, and, yeah, so that's the uh, biggest thoughts on, on the new map uh, is um, I think there's a lot of opportunity for Greedo to do some interesting stuff. Um, and uh, as far as other matchups go, um, it's a pretty... I guess vanilla list in the sense that it's hunters. They all have good attacks. Um, a lot of guys can, uh, play on the lamb, uh, and get away. Uh, so there's good opportunities to, um, really get a good attack in the beginning. And if you have some victory point cards to really rest on that first attack to allow your opponent to have to pull themselves out of position, hopefully, um, or at least take a few risks because you've got, um, the lead on them. And in a sense, I think it's kind of like what Jamal mentioned is if you're able to get, um, that, I guess it's more so with Jamal, he's kind of waiting for his opportunity to get the advantage. Whereas I'm trying to take that advantage early, um, and then, uh, capitalize off of what it makes your opponent have to do, um, in the end. Um, so I, as far as um, command cards, what I have at the moment um, is I'm still playing with Worth Every Credit. Um, I like the extra movement for that card uh, and the victory points. And also with Black Market, if you pull it, I mean, it's a free two victory points. Usually not mm-hmm. going to pay for it.
0: That is interesting. I guess with black market, I think I'm really down on worth every credit, but I that's interesting, especially with black market.
4: Yeah, it's just another way to, especially if you have the, um, if you have the advantage victory point wise, you can just put it on there again. I understand the point, and slippery target is something I've considered throwing in there for the spectre cell matchup instead of worth every credit because most of the time you're not really. Um, playing the victory point game with Spectre, you're just either trying to kill them all or at the end maybe if you went to time. But most of my experience playing against them has been if I don't get to 40 before they do, then I lose.
0: Interesting. 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 Do you have any uh, more thoughts or should we turn it over to Matt for a little bit?
4: Uh, yeah, Matt can go. Um, and I was going to jump in, Matt, whenever you're done with the list and talk about IG Double Weekway as well. Sweet.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, I'd start off by saying in the Zion's Finest Thunderdome or whatever it's called, I've been running Dave's List because I was curious to try out that since he won the regional with it. And I made a couple changes. I took out Worth Every Credit and a zero-cost card, and I put in, with those two points and two cards, uh, Pickpocket and Dangerous Bargains to try and squeak out four more victory points. Oh, that is interesting. Interesting. Um, And I lost my first two games of the Swiss by one point in both games. Uh, One of them, I just needed to roll a two or three on pickpocket. And both these games, I made mistakes as well earlier in the game. So, I mean, it's the whole game, but I I mispositioned some stuff and I should have been in a better position. But it was close on both of those. Uh, It came down to missing one damage or one victory point from a pickpocket or something like that or one movement point. Um, but yeah, I've been—I've really been liking that list. Um, let's see—I tried out the nine-act IG uh, Scum list with the Punishing Strike at both the Kansas Regional and the Omaha Regional, and I like that list because uh, it's got a lot of shenanigans in it. But I think with the prevalence of Sabine and running uh, like. Four or five figures that are really low health, maybe six I can't remember, because uh, you've got an elite Jawa, a regular Jawa, a smuggler, C3PO, and uh, Gideons in there. I mean you just got like five figures that are five health or less and just a grenade or two and a blaster jaccata it just it just murders your list with all those guys around
4: yeah, pretty frail. Yeah. yeah, and did you find that you could get enough meaningful attacks against Spectre? I mean you've got IG and Hondo, right? And green. It was I mean. usually close.
1: Um off I felt like I low rolled a couple games with IG where I needed to do four damage in one attack. You roll on red, red, green, and Kanan rolls like three blocks, and um you know, I'd roll, you know, four symbols or something, and it's like, well, okay, I did two damage. <laughs> uh so I needed that to you know go off and kill him so I could use my Punishing Strike to get a third attack in with some jank. Um, let's see. So that's mostly what I've been doing. I Back in the day, I played around with some Elite Centuries lists. Um, I gave that a try. I've been yeah, giving that a try. I've tried Double Centuries with Kotun and a regular Clodite to try and get as many tokens as possible since that deals with both the black die and the white die with their Pierce two and then the minus dodge. Uh, And it gives you a lot of options between things like uh, what's the leader card for an extra activation uh, new New orders. orders. Yeah. Uh, Or you've got covering fire or the, the droid one where they can take a third action. Uh, You've got triangulate and Grenadier for all kinds of, extra damage on top of the multi-fire if you get yourself set up in that situation um, yeah just none of it quite even they're just a little too expensive for their health pool I think and what yeah. they do I I haven't heard anyone make the comparison maybe I've just missed it but they have the same damage profile as hidden weak ways without having to spend the action to hide
0: yeah that's, that's, that's a good comparison yeah. And we can actually – I want to talk about those guys a little bit later. They're one of our honorable mentions because I think that with a lot of practice and some good luck, I think elite centuries actually are strong, and they're even – not there. So what they're strong against is they're strong against Specter as Specter is collapsing, right? Like they're just going to be getting their, that double attack for days, yeah. and their Pierce two is effectively two damage versus Specter.
3: Yeah, it was really effective in our test match.
0: Yeah, so um, we should we should definitely we should put a pin in that because I would like to talk about that list later. Yeah.
1: Um, other than that, I haven't been trying. I've been meaning to get back to trying weak ways again. Uh, I had a, just some bad experiences right after Specter came out you know probably just not knowing how to counter specter quite as well as I'd like and I've got some cards you know I'd like to try but there's just some janky command cards that never quite fit in a list and never quite work out yeah like cripple or expose
0: weakness or some oh, things like that yeah interesting those are those are interesting cards I mean like the problem is shouldn't you just be making attacks right like Exactly. That's the problem. Now tell me, Matt, and I think we can maybe get Dave's thoughts on this. Tell me about IG in the current meta. I mean, do we take IG even though he's going to get two shot by, you know, (laughs) Ezra with a single, like if Ezra's got Deathblow, he's going to kill IG. So, you know, Deathblow, Pummel, whatever, like IG's just going to get, he's going to die so fast. Like, do you think that IG is worth it or is he too many points invested?
1: Uh, that's a good question um i think you can do a lot i think if you're bringing ig you really should consider uh onar and some kind of box and body blocking type setup with c3po potentially on their way in that's a good uh, good point to just try and blunt their initial alpha strike as much as possible
4: yeah i haven't been able to bring myself to bring ig to any tournaments um just for that reason is it just, it's frightening to me to bring him up there. And there was a discussion at one point, well, you know, if IG's got one health left, you can just run him away um, and then hide him. And, and it, Spectre's got like a range like of 13 spaces. If he's got one health left, like Sabine's going to run in there uh, and, and just kill him off at some point. And then you're going to lose that 12 points you've invested just by hiding that figure and losing those attacks. Um, it's such a big risk to me that I've even been thinking about MHD, Kenny. So, so, but you, know I, it's, I, you know it's yeah. dire
3: when you're thinking about <laughs> right, MHD. Right, exactly. That's my uh, point. Yeah. Oh,
4: man. Yeah, but no, it's, it, I mean, because you've got to uh, potentially be able to heal him or keep him alive when your opponent does not expect that he's going to be alive, um, and that's tough to do.
1: Yeah, I when I was running my nine act list, partly the nine acts is the insurance against other lists that aren't Spectre, um being able to go last, because that's the biggest thing I think with IG. Uh but against Spectre I ran just a ton of movement cards. I had opportunistic and hit and run and worth every credit. And so between those I was usually able to keep them a little further back and try and keep them alive a little longer against Spectre. But yeah, their threat range is is just bonkers. Um playing against Dane in Omaha, he had, we were on Uskru and we were basically opposite ends of the middle lane. And it's like, well, I'm 13 points, 13 spaces away, but I'm probably as good as dead because Ezra could brash for four. And then you've got urgency for six, and then he could motivate him too at the end of the round or something to bring him, you know, that's 11 movement spaces right there. Not counting uh, heart of freedom and, What's the, oh, the one where he pulls you, the force push. So, you know, I could be hiding behind my guys and not give him a space to move up next to IG to hit him. And he could still pull me out of that mess and hit IG. So that's just kind of frustrating to deal with.
0: The Netso thing is that, like, just because of how Spectre works is, like, they're just all, their cards are just movement cards, right? Like, yeah. all they need right. is just to get next to you. And yeah. so... Yeah. They don't need cards for damage, really. They just
1: just spend them all on movement, and then they've got the damage built in.
3: Yep. Well, the worst part, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, (laughs) is that stupid extra attack.
0: Yeah. Because
3: Ezra moves up, and you go, ooh, Ezra's alone. He's done some damage, but he's by himself, and I can attack him and just kill him, and he's no longer a threat. Wait, no, he's a threat still, because... You could just have him attack after oh. someone else activates Oh wait,
0: what Kanan's gonna do is he's gonna double move And you would think that'd be crazy Like you're wasting an attack, but nope, doesn't matter Because Ezra's gonna, you know, attack you With tools or death blow and he's fixing Well no, die. what's gonna happen is Hera,
3: Hera's gonna go She's gonna move up, she's gonna shoot someone Play strength and numbers, Kanan's gonna move up Ezra's gonna have a Hera addition <sighs> And a fixed yeah. die Oh, what's that, he played death blow? <laughs> yeah, your
0: IG just died Yeah, he's like, hitting like 10 damage, right Ugh, oh, it makes me crazy